All right, today we're going to do something that we have not ever done that I know of, that I can remember, is we're going to answer a listener question for the duration of this whole episode. Yeah. It was a good question. Basically, the question is this, is we realize that our marriage needs to grow. We realize that we need more Jesus in our marriage. We need more Bible. We need more gospel. How do we get there? How, where do we where do we begin? Mm. And so before you kind of decide whether or not you're going to stick around for this, just know this: this is something we this is something we can all apply. No matter how mature you are as a married couple, there's always room for us to learn to grow and apply and uh, the truths of Scripture mm. in deeper ways. And I think today we're trying to get really practical while also undergirding it with the foundational principles that would motivate us. So it's going to be a dense episode because it's a dense question. And hopefully we won't be dense as we process through it. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. I'm really glad we redid that intro because that was way better. Oh, good. (laughs) That was a third take, ladies and gentlemen. It's Selena. like Michael Scott and the answering the phone. Just start with, talking with Pam. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's <Hey>. like yeah. <laughs> still me. <laughs> so Selena, you're having a hard time. Just just got the grumpies today. Got the grumpies. The grumps. I mean, I was doing good. I was doing good, and then I just wasn't. I don't know. Just kind of flipped a switch. You so know what? Real life, on the people. Lord of the, the strength of the Lord today. All right, we ordered. We're long overdue for a better, like just comforter on our bed we don't take care our room is kind of like the catch-all because i'm just like we sleep in it that's it <laughs> yeah so i don't care about it as much and i'm just not good at decorating or making and it's not pretty very things. big our, our room's not like this massive grand master no. bedroom it's basically <laughs> just like this place where we get to sleep and keep our clothes and we try to keep it nice you know we, we've i, I refinished the dresser that's in there i'm convinced there are tents bigger than our room. probably <laughs> But you know what? You gotta want what brand. you have. Yes, you and so I was like, you know what? Since we're gonna we're gonna hunker down here and we're gonna be in quarantine, I'm gonna make it look nice because I'm not just gonna piece it together anymore. Because I'm like, well, we have this. This kind of looks nice. So I took too much time probably trying to think of what to order for a comforter, right? A little bed set because we just I've never ordered an actual like yeah. set of things. Yeah. Got it. Thought it was really cool today, and then was making the bed. Like literally took it out of the package, put it on the bed because I wanted to see what it looked like, and came back and I was like, "What is that stain on it?" There's a stain <laughs> on it. It looks like someone spilled coffee on it or something. Oh, and it was so aggravating. But it sounds so first world, so I don't want to complain about it. You know what? I'm it sorry. is, but I'm you know, sorry. we meet you where you're at and where we're at. We well, it just kind of feels like that sort of. Yeah. Usually, that stuff doesn't bother me, and it doesn't. I just yeah. feel a little triggered by it. So I don't yeah. know. Just putting that out there. I don't know. Days well, are short. They are. <laughs> I think this podcast is going to minister yeah. to my heart today. So we're just going to, yeah. I'm going to just lean in the, lean into the Lord right now and yeah, that's a good place walk to be. through talking about scripture. Cause that's always a good thing to do and a fun thing to do. And, um, mm. yeah, just grateful. I mean, it's been, it was book release week and last week was busy. Yeah. And a lot going on. I was also in finals week for my um, seminary stuff that I was doing. I'm taking some time off now, which is going to be 
much needed. It won't last long enough probably, but um, I mean, just like a month or two, I'm going to take off. Anyway, yeah, so it's been busy. So it's it's that too. It's probably part yeah. of it. So anyway, welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We hope to uh, so, bring our A game, even though we're just being transparent just, here. Um, <laughs> a little breathing here. So first off, uh, I want to make sure and thank you, all you listeners, raiders, and reviewers. Uh, that is very important. Um, if you haven't taken a moment to do that, I just I genuinely want to ask you, please take uh, a minute and rate us, review us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. It means the world, mm-hmm. helps us out, helps other future listeners uh, know whether or not this is a show they want to invest their time into. Yeah. So thank you in advance if you haven't done that and you plan on doing it. And thank you if you have already done it. So mm-hmm. that means the world. Um, secondly, uh, this this podcast is completely supported by patrons and Patrons are people that have decided to jump on board and be on mission mm. with Fierce Marriage. Uh, we are able to do transcriptions because of you all. We're able to actually record these episodes because of our wonderful patrons. It's a small army of people that really want to see the gospel uh, perpetuated in marriages around the world. Mm. And I will say this. We've eclipsed three, three million downloads. Whoa. So if you're, if you're a part of that, you're Wowie. a part of, re- of having hundreds of thousands of people listening and getting gospel truth. It's our commitment to always be presenting the gospel in the co- context of marriage, because if you're going to listen to just one episode, you want to make sure that you get at least pointed toward the gospel. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to be a part of that mission, we would love that. Just go to uh, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, there are free things, but do it for the mission. Don't do it for the free stuff. Uh, we just ask you to pray about it. And then if God leads you, that you guys would do that. Uh, and finally, if you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, or you can call or text 971-333-1120. Good for you. Good for Way you. Way to go. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> She doesn't like the that quote because it's... It's funny to say, but it doesn't come from a good... <laughs> the whole the whole yes. tirade is very riddled with yes. swear words. Anyways. <laughs> goodness. Goodness. Okay. Coming back. Coming back. So... We got a question from a listener, and I'm just going to kind of read through it a little bit so we can talk through this scenario, because I think that there is there is a place here where each of us can kind of say, yep, I identify with that. Yep, I felt that. Or yes, this is where we're at or hmm. been there. Yeah. Um, Hi there. I came across your podcast last week when my marriage was not feeling so great. My husband and I have been married for 11 years. We have four kids, and our marriage has been like a yo-yo for years. I've been saying we're missing Christ in our life, in our marriage, and our kids. We haven't found mm. the right church. I say we're church hoppers. I love your podcast. Oh, sorry. I, I, I kind of skipped that stuff. Thank you that you love our podcast, and thank you for the rating. Um, just lots of challenges. I bought your old book. I'm so happy I found it. Our marriage needs help. We have lost communication Feels like we're growing apart. Sex life is missing. Mm, I have. Yeah. I hope we can have some questions. No, she didn't say that. I have a question. I hope you can answer. Where do we start? Do we just pick up the Bible and read? Do we just? What do we do? Please help mm. guide us. Pray for us. So. And she said, "I understand and hear what you guys are saying in your podcast. We just don't know how to get there. Please help guide us. Pray for us." So what we're seeing here is. Maybe you've been married for a little while, right? Mm. Maybe you have kids. You kind of have an established sort of rhythm of life, right? And you've, they haven't found the right church yet. They kind of feel like they've lost communication. They're growing apart. Sex life is non-existent. So there's like a lot of 
big things happening and they're like where do we start it kind of feels like we're just drinking from a fire hose and nothing's really being consumed right or yeah i mean can i use an analogy that just came to my mind is i you feel may. i feel like this this question's coming from a place of it's almost like you're going on a trip with your family right you're you wake up early you've packed <laughs> we're all everything. dreaming about trips right now <laughs> yeah exactly we're all trapped at home dreaming of trips but you've hustled out the door, you've gotten all your bags, and it's a huge hassle to get out the door, right? You get in the car, you go to the airport, you park, you pay for parking, you get you know to the terminal, you get through security, you get to mm-hmm. the plane, you get on the plane, and then the plane takes off, the kids are going nuts, and all of a sudden, like, the kids are calm, you're up at cruising altitude, and all of a sudden it hits you, like, you're really tired, you're, and you're really hungry, and you're looking, you're looking for some sustenance <laughs> in this season. You're at cruise, and you're going to be there for a while. You know, you're going to be at cruising altitude for mm-hmm. a while, and you're saying, "Listen, I get it. I need to eat something. Listen, I need rest. How do I get those things where I'm at right now?" Right. And so I feel like uh, if you're in that kind of cruising altitude, whatever that is, and whatever season, right? We have different seasons where you kind of you're going to be there for a little while, right? And so you want to build habits, and you know, not that you have to wait to be in that place to build these good habits, but um, I think it's just a really good question because it's honest, yeah, right? So many times we can record episodes like this and be like, all right, we have to. In more or less, the Holy Spirit does the work, but we can feel like or almost position in a way that we're convincing others that they need to trust God more. Mm. The Holy Spirit's the one that, that generates that faith in our hearts, and we're just kind of hoping to be used by Him. Right. But in this case, it's like, okay, we get it. We know in our heads that that needs to happen. Now, how do we practically get there? How do we start to see... Uh, how do we start to establish those roots so that the fruit can come? It's not right. a lot of times the questions are framed in a way that's like our sex life needs a lot of help. How do we have a better sex life? Right. I feel like there's just kind of an undergirding here of of not necessarily apathy, maybe, but we we're recognizing that we haven't done some things. Right. There's a recognition, and I feel like yeah. you don't need to have a huge fallout in your marriage for the enemy to sort of be at work, right? If we can be indifferent about things, if we cannot be intentional and be distracted about things, right? Mm, Time will yeah. pass before we know it. Like we're in this place. And I feel like it's awesome that, that she's saying we're here and she's recognizing that like awesome because a lot of times we'll just not recognize it and yeah. we'll just go through time and our kids will grow up. You know, we'll have kids, they'll grow up, but it'll just be moving on to the next step. Right. And then before mm. you know it, like, Life is like a vapor, the Bible tells us. And so I think it's awesome that she's yeah. she's re- stopping and recognizing and saying... It really is. This, yeah, it's huge. It really is. And so in in that vein, I want to take a few minutes to just celebrate with this listener. And with you, listener, if this describes in some way where you're at, like, says, my husband and I have been married for 11 years. 11 years. It's a long time. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. That's incredible. It, obviously... By God's grace, you'll have many more years, and hopefully you can get into like 20 and 30 and plus years. If you get to live long enough, that's what I keep praying for is more, (laughs) a longer life. (laughs) Um, So that's, I mean, first off, way to go. God is good. Celebrate that 11 years uh, this June. Uh, The other thing that I want to celebrate is you have three kids or four kids, nine, seven, five, and three. Okay. Four kids, amazing miracles kids are and i'm mm-hmm. talking like yoda blessings now. <laughs> miracles <laughs> they're <are>. blessings uh <laughs> but also that's not easy having kids that age yeah nine seven five and three that means at one point you had kids that were what six four two and an infant <laughs> like yeah that's four kids under six yeah so listen you're probably really tough <laughs> you're probably a really tough uh 
parent and you're a tough person and that you, you have grit. And so just know that, that that same grit, I think is going to serve you well as you, as you pursue this right. next phase. Sometimes we discount the, the yeah. efforts that have gone into. And how God has grown us yes. in the, in that, those seasons of life mm-hmm. for other seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to talk a lot about, uh, the analogy of sowing and reaping and planting seeds and yeah. watering seeds and growing seeds and, and it, well, seasons are a part of that whole process and how seasons make trees stronger and they fortify the bark mm. so that they can last through other seasons and longer seasons and they can grow taller and, 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 and bigger. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're going to get into, uh, I just want to kind of lay the, the groundwork for where we're headed. Um, We've got, we, what did we come up with? How many? There's three steps. Uh, three steps. Okay. And we're kind of going to answer that question of where do we start? We want to bear fruit, but we don't know how to kind of like establish these roots or maybe even reestablish some roots, right? How do we right. begin, in other words, discipling one another and our family? How do we begin this walk with Christ? Hmm. Um, and, you know, they're talking, they are saying that we, uh, she says, I've been saying we are missing Christ in our life, in our marriage and kids. So I think it's a recognition of how easy life can just happen again without being intentional about Christ. Yeah. And if, if there was any like subversive attack, right, of the enemy, I feel like it could be this. And she's recognizing that. And I think that's really, really neat. So we asked ourselves this question, where, if this were us, where would we yeah. start? Not that we're the ultimate authority, but I, I just try to think, okay, as kind of contemporary human beings in America, if that's where this question is coming from, what is kind of our cultural tendency mm-hmm. and where, how would we kind of try to find those anchor points as yeah. a couple? And all this stuff is in scripture, but I, we tried to come at it from kind of a, a use case scenario, if you will. And the first thing that came to mind is to be a part of of a body of believers, or in other words, to say it in a more plain way, to find a church. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the big thing about the church is a lot of times you ask somebody. Everybody just heard that word and they're like, there's like a million thoughts going through people's oh, heads and yeah. feelings and emotions yes. and yes. all the things. So we had a friend stop by um, a couple of days ago delivering an Amazon package and he was the delivery guy and he <laughs> recognized the name and he, he, I haven't seen him in 10 years and he stopped by and we talked, we chatted for 20, about... But yeah. We we chatted for uh, you know five or ten minutes, and uh, and uh, he, he I asked him I said well, are, you know wife kids what's going on he gave me kind of the update I said are you guys are you part of a church and immediately you could see like not that he had an animosity in it but there's just kind of this something registers mm. in a person when you ask him hey are you going to church and depending on their background they're thinking okay they're asking me if I spent my Sunday in an old musty building or if I spend my Sundays doing this type of activity, or maybe if you came from a really, uh, you know, depending on, again, your background, there's countless numbers of back number of backgrounds, but you, you could just start to conjure up all this imagery, like mm. whether you were burned or whether you're just bored to death or whether you feel like you just never found any real life application there yeah. or whether you, you felt like they were fake. You felt like they were hypocritical. You felt all these, whatever those things are, or you could say, my, I love the church mm. by God's grace. We've been able to experience a really healthy church family over the last five years. And it's been such a blessing to us as a family mm-hmm. to know this is what the body of Christ looks like. So I just want to emphasize for a minute that the church is not a building and it's not an organization. It's not a building. It is a living, breathing body of believers. Mm. The Bible calls the church the body of Christ himself. 
uh, in Ephesians 1, 22, it says this, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Mm. So church is not just a, a place. It's not just a ritual, right? Church is not an event. Uh, it's not a habit for good, quote unquote, good Christian people. It is the very body of Christ and her people, the, the, the people of the church. A lot of times in the Bible, the church is referred to as the bride of Christ. So it's a, it's a, a fem- like feminine type of thing. So say her people make up our brothers and sisters, right? Mm. This is the way I like, like um, she is the main way God reaches and ministers to and teaches and equips and calls and sends mm. his people. So I don't know. I just love that, that we we do uh, we've done some work with Lifeway which is down in the south they they um have bookstores christian yeah. bookstores and their whole mission is equipping um it, it is like equipping the church in her like mission of making disciples or yeah. equipping the church in her mission so right. just think of it like that it's not just a place or an event or a, a time of the week it is a living breathing body of believers and that underlying like understanding will inform the rest of our pursuit of what it means to find a good church. Right. Right. And I think just functionally speaking, um, it does, it can feel difficult to find a church, right? It can feel difficult to, I mean, you try it, but what does trying it mean? Right. We're saying, find a church, give it time. That requires a good amount of time, maybe three to six months. Um, Getting in there, getting to know people, not just, you know, being turned off by the first thing that you um, that you run into that you don't like. Right. That might rub you the wrong way. Sometimes you just got to give some things some time. Honestly, the the places or relationships that have made me feel either insecure or made me just kind of rub me the wrong way. The thing those ended up being when I said, you know what, I'm not going to step away from this yet. Because I know that what I'm seeing right now may not be the big picture or the whole thing. I'm yeah. going to just kind of sit here for a bit. Hmm. That Those feelings typically pass and they end up, the experience and the place or the people ends up being some of the most memorable and best places hmm. uh, that I've encountered really or experienced in some of the deepest relationships. That's really good. Yeah, one of the things we talked about last Thursday, okay, the, the, the episode that came out before this one, it was part of that mini series we mentioned is how uh, we, the distinctives of Christian friendships. Mm-hmm. And one of the distinctives is commitment. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. So it's really easy to, to just quit a building or to quit an organization right. or to quit, you know, a brochure that you, that, you know, or whatever that caricature of church yeah. is that you have in your head. But if you see the church as a body of believers, your brothers and sisters in Christ and the very body of Christ himself, right? There's, there's a difference there. And that's what you're illustrating is yeah. saying that when you, the times when you've really experienced the wonder of the body of Christ is when you've actually pressed into the humanity of it yes and not just the organization of it yeah. or just whatever the hype is or whatever right. all that stuff's fine like organizational structures are necessary tax all that kind of stuff yeah like, all that to, yeah all that to but, say like find a church if you if you mm-hmm. as a couple are not rooted in a church pray and ask the lord and commit and be there don't have one foot in the door and one foot mm-hmm. out the door just be there until the the Lord leads you yeah. somewhere else or whatever, and 
and submit a little bit. I, Ooh, that's, that's I'm tough. sorry. And that kind of slipped out. That was No, no. Okay, <laughs> okay. So here's here's where that comes from. We mentioned what the church is and we we've, we've talked about for the last 5 minutes what church is. Right. Why does the church exist? And Tim Challies, he's a blogger, a p- pastor. Um, he said this, he says, it's primarily in the local church that Christians learn doctrine, they receive reproof, they tr- and train in righteousness. That's so good. Learn doctrine. That's what this, that's what the question's all about. Is like, how do we learn these doctrines? How do we receive reproof? Reproof is not just, hey, you did a bad thing. Reproof is correction in the name of righteousness, in the name of becoming more like Christ, in the right. name of discipleship. In, there's instruction like, in there. It's not listen, just, yeah. You're, you're a, sh- we're sheep, right? We're, you're headed towards <laughs> death. Let me correct you because you want life, right? Yeah. And so that's why we, when Selena says submit ourselves, it's when we say there's a, if we believe in God's vision for the church and we say, uh, we believe that church should have a plurality of elders and the elders in a sense are responsible for that body of believers. Mm-hmm. It's a very serious calling to be an elder in a church. It's a responsibility to be an elder in a church, but the believers then as members, we submit ourselves to the leadership of that of, yeah. of the elders, and we say, "Listen, we we are going to pray f- for you. We're going to support and vote whenever you give us a chance to vote. We're going to weigh in when you give us a chance to weigh in. And if we need correction, we're going to submit ourselves to that discipline. Right. Church discipline is something that's not popular nowadays, but I want to read this passage from Ephesians four that really drives this home. Mm-hmm. Is where it all comes from, actually. So hopefully, I'm driving what the scripture says home. <laughs> um, but again, keep in mind that's where we learn doctrine, receive reproof, and are trained in righteousness. So this is Ephesians four eleven through sixteen. It's a little long, but it's good. Um, it's Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, okay, so he's saying don't be children anymore, but now anchor yourself in the truth of God's word and the truth of of who he's calling his church to be. Mm. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love so, so as a member of the body of Christ you are part of that building up and being built up in love process mm. right when the the body is working properly right here's the thing is People aren't perfect. So we said this last week, have low expectations for others, <laughs> have high expectations for God. Yeah. But finding a big, uh, a, a good church. Okay. I just want to, we don't have this in the outline, but I want to put it in now. How do you find a good church? Uh, the easiest way is to go to like their, their doctrine page, their about page and read what they're all about. Mm. If they affirm like the core doctrines of Christianity. We can't get into that now, but I think one of the easiest ways is to really rely on people before us that establish what's called orthodoxy. Okay. So things like the apostles creed, like if the church affirms the apostles creed, there's a pretty good chance they're going to be a Bible believing church. Mm. If they affirm the Nicene creed, there's a pretty good chance they're going to be a Bible believing, like healthy outworking of the church. With Mm -hmm. that said, it's really easy to copy and paste a creed onto your website. So you want to make sure that there's actual fruit there. Do they have, uh, do they value the Bible actually mm. by like from the pulpit? 
do they value the Bible? Do they have worship that is Christ-centered and not me-centered? Mm. A lot of worship can be like, oh, I'm, I have this, here's, here's who I am, here's who I am because of you. I, I, I get that. But really, let's just worship God. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. there's... So you kind of have to use discernment. We are part of an Acts 29 church, um, and I love Acts 29 because it's very missional. It's very discipleship-oriented. It's very Mm church-planting-oriented. So if you you still have no idea, I would recommend just going to Acts, just searching for an Acts 29 church in your area. Um, Yeah, Yeah, and I think another part of this part of receiving reproof and being trained in righteousness is when we're when we're plugged into a body when we're amongst a community of believers and we are being known right Mm -hmm. we talk about transparency in a whole book and we talk one chapter about being known within our community and being and how that is a place of of safety how it can be a place of growth Uh um how we can experience that reproof right in us in a in a safe environment of you know we may not always get along as a group but we can if Christ is our common thread and he is our foundation, we can work through these things together hmm. and in love and we can build relationships and know how those relationships, we can model that to yeah. our, our children, to each other, to, you know, singles or whatever. It's like we, these, these are things that we're going to work through in Hebrews ten twenty five reminds us, uh, verse 24, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Wow. Yeah as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I think there's a, there's a lot of obviously function for the church, um, but it's all rooted in like our human, not, it's not rooted, take that word back, but it serves to help us be sanctified, right? And in knowing God and being known by each other, like that is going to bring about, about sanctification, which is a messy process, but God is faithful yeah. to bring us through it. Some of this will, will grade on listeners too, because you think, well, why do I need that? I just have, I'll just read God's word. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm just going to read the Bible and that'll be what we need. And I'm just, I just want to be really clear that, I mean, reading your Bible is always going to be good, um, but we're not called to be islands. We really are called into community as believers. Mm-hmm. And so I just, that, that's why we're starting there because if if you're looking for ways forward, don't try to do this on your own. It's like if you've got to if you got to fix your car, right? Like don't just start hacking away at it. You want to actually get get around people who know how to fix cars. Well, and you can look at instructional manuals, right? But sometimes the biggest person to help is an expert <laughs> or somebody not expert, but somebody yeah. who's familiar with and can help get give you some guidance. It takes a bit of humility to go there though and Absolutely. say, I can't do this. Which I need you help. and I, even just starting this podcast when we were outlining it and talking about it, I was like, well, don't you want to, shouldn't we like be in agreement first or like, shouldn't it be discipleship and everything in our, in our family and then to the church? And I was like, well, no, because you need the out, the external to inform the internal. Right. And then the internal, too. So it right. was just kind of a, we were just working through that in our own conversation of yeah. what is the governing yeah. um, approach here. So yeah, you kind of, you have to submit yourself to first God's word and then to, um, to God's kind of design for, mm-hmm. um, for his, his church, right. For, yeah. And for our flourishing in it. Right. So we spent a lot of time on that first, we did. first point, we but did. we are definitely making the case for church for the body. So if, if you're not connected to a body, definitely get connected to a body, check out the mission, check out the, um, what is that yeah. page called? Typically uh, mission, va- like the core values. Core values. Like that. yep, yeah. That's one really solid core place beliefs. to start. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, the second one, the second sort of anchor point here uh, is begin family worship. So we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Donald Whitney wrote a short, small book, Family Worship, mm, and we book. even did it this morning. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, this morning. So, And it's been a while. We'll, we'll, it has, well, we'll, with the book stuff and all that going yeah, on. Yeah, it's been, a, been a while, it feels like. Um, and so we were just finishing up breakfast, and little Clementine, she's our, our middle three-year-old, she just trots over to the where I, there's the little ukulele hanging on the wall yeah. off in the living room. And she just leaves, doesn't even ask, and just leaves and goes and gets it and brings over the ukulele and just like, let's sing some songs as a family, which that's kind of our thing, not that you have to do this. And so it, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. And so it takes like five or ten minutes when when we do decide to do mm-hmm. it. So I don't want to make it sound like it's this big produ- produced thing. It's so very we, interrupted. It's very rough. There's no like Louisa everybody's sitting quietly. The whole time. She's quacking away in her little <laughs> bouncy chair that squeaks. Like it's yeah. very noisy. And so I just, we did Deep and Wide. No, what, what song did we do? We, I got Peace, Peace Like a River. Uh, Peace Like a River. We sang that song, which is a really fun kid song. There's motions that the girls do. And Della didn't even sing, our oldest, because she was trying to keep the beat with like, she had her horse on the table, banging it on the table, trying oh, to keep the beat. Oh, that's what she was doing. I was like, what's I was gonna, going on here? I was going to like try to get her to sing. And I was like, no, she's she's trying something. And it's she's she participating. Was. Yeah, she really was trying to like listen, I think. Yeah. So we did that. And then um, I just was triggered then to pick up uh, the Bible. I read out of this, uh, out of just the Bible and we are in Genesis working our way through this, the narrative pieces there. And we happen to be in the flood mm-hmm. um, through this round. And, and so we read about God's promise. And then I just um, taught on what the rainbow should remind us of. Yeah. It's in the, you know, God set his bow in the sky and what that means that he's, he, he will no longer, um, uh, release his wrath or his anger on right. all flesh, but instead he will bear that himself. And that's kind of the sim- sim- the symbolism of mm-hmm. the bow aiming upward. And so th- they're catching glimpses of this, but yeah. more more than anything, I'm just articulating it so they have the ideas. And then the big thing that you wanted them to take away was, hey, whenever you see a rainbow, which is in our culture, I know it's a loaded thing, but we we we're trying to but cement it's, in it's their heads that like it's them. God's symbol first, it's and the symbol is yeah. God's promise to us yeah. that that we will never bear his wrath in that same way or humanity will never bear his wrath in the same way um it's a simple thing to for them to understand like culture versus god god's word mm-hmm. in some things so and we didn't get into it totally you just told them every rainbow they see no, yeah, yeah we didn't we <laughs> didn't tell be them a reminder like, of god's promise right this is what people have the rainbows up for but <laughs> this is what it actually means like we didn't get into that we just You're said right, hey when right. someone has a flag on their house just know that that means god's promise <laughs> oh, um I, I know uh, we gotta, we'll talk them through as they get older yes um, but i think the and then we prayed yes those are the three components by the worship, way worship scripture and prayer yeah and i think again depending on the age levels of your children 10 to 15 minutes Worship. I think that it's either it's listening to a song and participating in it, mm. um, singing and modeling that for your kids. It may feel kind of awkward to get started, but the more you do it, just like anything, uh, the better it gets. And not like you get to become mm. an amazing singer or anything, but your heart starts matching up more so, with your actions and whatnot. So I want to just interject here. Uh, if you don't have kids, can you still do this stuff? 
Uh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, of course you can. This is, is going to evolve a little bit. You know, if we, if it were just you and I, we would read scripture together. I probably wouldn't play a song if it's just you and I. Like, that feels a little bit Yeah, awkward. we could listen to worship. There's plenty of great worship We'd put worship one on songs. YouTube or something or just on our YouTube. on the Spotify. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking what we do at church on Sundays with gotcha. the virtual church and all that. True. Um, but it's there's, true. and you can just, and you don't have to sing. You could just listen and just re- worship is singing. Yes. But worship is also really just, Meditating it's just on. rendering yeah. unto God. What is his? That's glory mm, that's and, good. and affection in our hearts. And I oftentimes will start worshiping God in inaudible ways mm. just by remembering something he's done. And it's not because there's any music on or there's any, you know, I'm not in church, but it's worship is a state of your heart. And so, um, you can do that. And then obviously the prayer part. Um, we always encourage couples to hold hands when you pray yeah. or to um, and pray specifically for each other out loud while you're together um, as a means of kind of, uh, what is it, like yielding your relationship and yielding each other over to God and asking him to be active in, in your relationship mm-hmm. and whatever you're dealing with, too. So that's the family worship piece. Um, and I want to just recap step one. If, if you were to do these in a progression, this is the progression. Find a, a Bible believing good body of believers. In other words, find a church. Step two, start, start family worship. Mm. And it's, I want to demystify it. It's just worship, scripture, and prayer. And it doesn't have to take forever. Five, 10 minutes is more than enough time mm-hmm. to go somewhere meaningful. Uh, the third one is discipleship. Okay, so this is where you start to actually go deep. So we've created some of the rhythms. We've created some of the systems. We're part of a body of believers. We value and have practiced family worship and try to make it part of our regular rhythm as a couple, as a family. Now, discipleship is the is the consistent commitment, you will say, to go deep into mm. Scripture and to actually spend mental energy, to spend emotional energy, actually pouring over the truths that are there. Well, and remembering, too, that part of that uh, commitment and consistency is going it should flow out into a commission right it's good yeah. um, so going outside of our home eventually because I think I don't know sometimes we're like how do I minister to others right and that's a good question to ask and I think part mm. of that answer is simply just engaging in those disciplines yourself and and allowing mm. that to be tra- allowing the Holy Spirit to transform you through those disciplines which mm. then will be modeled and seen by others Um that's all good. Yeah, there's also intentionality, of course. But I, I want to take a quick moment, and I want to make sure that we're. Uh, it can tend to feel very like works oriented when we start saying, mm. "Hey, do this, that, and the other," and this is how you'll get God's in your life. <laughs> I want well, to that re-emphasize, sounds works oriented. <laughs> yeah, none of these things are our means to salvation or our no. means to um, being made right with God. Their place, yeah. Sorry, our salvation is the fountain from which the desire to pursue habits like these comes from. So when we have a revelation that says, I am a sinner saved by grace. I am a, I am destined for death. I am headed for, for condemnation. Mm. I need help, and I have help in the person and work of Christ. That is the gospel. And I've, I am now submitting myself to the Lordship of Christ, saying, Jesus, it's only through your righteousness that I can be saved. It's mm. only by your grace that I can be saved. There's no other name under heaven by which man can be saved. Jesus, help me. Mm. That is that is the gospel message. When we when we put our entire faith, our ten- entire identity on Jesus, James talks about there is a natural outworking of that. Yeah. So we don't do these things 
unto our salvation, but we do them because of our salvation or mm-hmm. out of our salvation. So I just want to make sure that's clear because if good. if you try to just just say, I don't really need G- I don't need I don't really trust him either. You say that explicitly or implicitly. And you try to muster up the willpower to do all these things, it'll just yeah. fade over time. Yeah. But if this comes from a genuine desire to really know your Savior, mm. it will it will be much more sustainable. And the Holy Spirit is now in you and and and, comp- and propelling you, and fueling all of this. Mm. Um, so uh, you had three words. So uh, back to discipleship. Um, discipling each other. So consistency is important. Mm -hmm. As a couple, I think reading a book together is really good. Reading a book of the Bible together is really important. Committing to doing so daily, but then coming together once a week or so Mm -hmm. and and reviewing, hey, what has God shown you? Mm -hmm. Or even on a nightly check-in or whatever that rhythm is, what is God showing you? Let's talk through that and then correct each other. Okay. If Selena came to me and you had, um, we talked about something and I was (laughs) like, well, this is kind of, this is more... (laughs) A more go whole. listen to the podcast about talking about <laughs> speaking the truth and love to each other. Yeah. <laughs> go find that episode. No. You know, and so and Selena will also she will we um, we use the word gospel in our life in our family as kind of a verb. She'll gospel my heart. In other words, she'll remind me, hey, this this doesn't matter. This is what matters. Mm. This is truth. This is a lie. The truth is rooted in the gospel. The lie is rooted in not the gospel. Right. And so uh, that's discipleship. <laughs> it's <very> basic. That's <laughs> but, discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so consistency is important. Um, a commissioning, you mentioned that, um, remembering that it's for a purpose. In this case, we're making disciples of each other. Yeah. Matthew twenty eight eighteen, um, And then covenant, remember who you've uh, committed to and the fact that you're in marriage. Now you have this covenant that from which discipleship wells from. Right. So, and you, you have been commissioned now in the cause of your covenant in which God said in Genesis 1, he said, go forth, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Mm. The be fruitfulness is part of it. It's your holiness that multiplies your household. In other words, how are we uh, um, pro- procreating, right? So like <laughs> knowing that marriage is, is in a way designed for that, whether or not you have biological kids or you adopt or right. you are discipling others and having spiritual, quote unquote, children in that way. Right. Um, and I don't mean to sound weird, but you get what I'm saying, discipling others. Right. Uh, and then the last one is God's handiwork. In other words, subduing the earth. And he is putting you to work. Um, even if you are, uh, even if you do maybe an, an un, a non-glorious job, right? Maybe you are, I was a janitor for two years in our marriage <laughs> and it, it, I found worship in that. Um, or if you're, you know, doing a podcast and you're talking about the gospel, like there's worship in that or right. whatever your job is, you do that. Um, as part of God's handiwork, yeah, and as a couple in agreement. So, what is that book that we got with the liturgies, the roll-offs? She, Audrey, shared it with me. Um, oh, um, no, mo- uh, every moment precious, something like that. Yes. Every moment holy. Yes, um, it ha- it's listed. Every moment holy. I every think. moment holy, I think it is. And there's a bunch yep. of liturgies, and it's from it's, it's by Douglas McKelvey, and. It talks about, I mean, there's a liturgy for changing diapers and like, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's amazing. So it's, I definitely would recommend it if you want, you know, a resource to kind of start. There's one for couples starting their week. There's one for like Sundays. There's one for coffee time. There's one, there's just, Mm -hmm. it's just loaded, 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 loaded. So anyways, just want to share that with you. Um, yeah, it's a it's become a hidden treasure in our house because we got it. Um, you bought it, and then it sits on our little readings right. table. Yep. And we'll just pick one up and spend two minutes reading through a liturgy, which a liturgy is just a um, it's like a it's a Christian yep. word for like a a prayer 
prayer. Yep. Of dedication really for poetic. that activity. It's very poetic. Yeah. And kind of um, um, ecumenical. And I don't know Absolutely. if that's the right word. But. So anyways, just I think the understanding that we are participating in creation because God has allowed us to be able to be fruitful, right? To multiply. He's given us mm. stewardship to, to subdue the earth. Um, it, it, this isn't a burdensome thing, but it's it can be one that it really is filled with joy. We really can be filled with hope because we mm. can trust that God has given us who and what we need to be sanctified and made holy, right? Who yeah. meaning God has given us, he has brought us together as husband and wife. He has or will give us the children, the people that we need in our lives mm-hmm. to help sanctify us, to make us holy, to make us more like him, which ultimately gives him glory, right? Through the lives that we're living each other. I don't feel like you and I began our marriage discipling one another. Maybe mm, we didn't call yeah. it that. I think we were a part of a church in some unhealthy ways, but we were a part of a church and then we kind of had to go through a rough stage and we grew together. But like, I always thought discipleship was something you just did outside of your marriage, right? Like with other people. But when you apply it to the covenant of marriage, I feel like there's just a Mm. whole new meaning. There's a whole new, just brings about another texture and richness in life. And for sure, it takes on different forms, right? So I have a, a few guys that I'm discipling now yeah. actively, and that's yes. different. Yes. It's not as, in, honestly, it's not as intense. Like you and I are discipling each other in a, in a much more ongoing, consistent way. Right, because we're, where I just meet, we are I meet one, these guys like once a week or yeah. once every other week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of demystify it a little bit, but I think the biggest issue with couples with us early on in our marriage, we were just so busy going yeah. every which way. And that's yeah. the beauty of this time is uh, we've got a lot more margin. A lot of families do some don't because your kids are home. Sure. You're not used to that. Uh, but some, you know, you're not having to commute, yeah. um, you know, and so you've got maybe a little bit more time in the morning or you've got, and a lot of this is just being mindful. You guys just being mindful of, yeah. of what matters and remembering it and, you know, um, being disciplined in that way. Right. So some hope and encouragement too. Yeah. Like it's, it, if you haven't participated in a church for a while or you, you've you never discipled each other and family worship sounds really um, just kind of awkward and messy to you, it it will be. Like at the beginning of anything, hmm. it, it feels hard, not always fun, and you don't always want to do it. But like anything good, the more you do it, the more repetition that happens, the, the easier it feels. And when I say easy, I say... I mean that it's it becomes more inviting. You look forward to it. It's not always mm. a grind, right? It's not always. It's like running right now. Like Ryan is like, oh, running feels really good because I've been doing it for a month and a half. No, I've started. I'm that started last week, and I've been doing it for like six weeks, like you said, and it was terrible. I was like, why am I even doing this? What is the right. purpose of but this? But it took some time. Nothing is chasing me right now. To be able to feel good. I'm not hunting anything right now. It felt good for you. Oh. It took time for it to to it feel did, like yeah. a healthy rhythm for you to be like, I want to go on a long run, right? Our desires don't, again, this is a whole cultural like construct of like, our desires lead us, right? But it's like, no, our desires don't always lead us. Like we have to submit our feelings to the things of God. And mm. he is good to give us those desires, right? For, for our hearts. Yeah. And so he knows the best desires for us to have. It's not yeah. always our emotions. And so, but also Paul talks about walking yeah. by the spirit and not by the flesh. Yes. And so there is a very tangible, yes. like part of the human experience where you have to decide to do something against your flesh. Right. And, um, and I think that's a mature, <laughs> that's mature, maturity will bring you there. Yes. And sometimes you have to just like, like work that muscle so that that muscle gets stronger and yes. pretty soon you start to actually want what you're saying. You start yes. to want it. So but, the contrast here is me not running. 
because the last time I ran with him a couple of weeks ago, we had the girls on bikes and he just like went hard on one of his runs. He just, I wasn't thinking, I'm sorry. It wasn't hard. No. And I should have just been like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, six months postpartum. I'm just trying to like jog back into this work, you know, do some I, slow jogs here and there. You. I just, it was good. No, you, you waited. And I, I was like, no, I need to be pushed. This is good. But then it, it, it hurt for like weeks after. <laughs> it was my own Joints fault. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, everything's yeah. just kind of going back into place. And so then I'm like, well, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> but it's like, start small, right? Start small, stay committed, yeah. know the commission, know the bigger purpose, trust the process. God has beautifully designed and orchestrated mm. his word, His the body of Christ, right, to come together so that we can... Um, experience him in those deeper places. You may not see the direct yeah. connection of like family worship to, mm. you know, I don't know, some of the problems that you're like, we aren't communicating or family worship in terms of your intimacy, right? Like mm. the, the connection may not be clear at the moment, but it will become clear. Like God is so faithful in yeah. this, in that process. Yeah. And when a family engages in this act, these activities together, whether it's just a husband and a mm. wife or the husband, and wife and their children, um, and they're all engaging. I can't help but think it will it will begin to bear fruit in areas yeah. where you feel are barren. Yes. So um, now we we in the the trick is is proceeding when the fruit is nowhere to be found, and you have no idea how God is going to bring this dead soil to life. Um, that's that's where we mm. we walk by faith He's and not by sight. He's in the business yes. of bringing life. Yes. So um, listener that wrote in. Um, we are thank you thank you for writing in we hope this episode has helped um bring some clarity around some of your question that you asked um i think we should let's just pray um let's just pray for her um and uh and for any any of those like her lord i thank you uh for your word i thank you for um your uh your faithfulness in bearing fruit in our lives in times when we are um when we are not prone to bearing fruit but you you produce the fruit in us by by your grace and by your Holy Spirit. Mm. I pray that you would encourage um, this wife and other wives and other husbands that are feeling discouraged in this area. They're feeling like um, they're stagnant or uh, the, they are barren soil and they haven't seen fruit in their life for so long and the fruit in their marriage and their communication has been terrible or their their intimacy has been lacking or they, they have been... Um, not encouraging to each other, not loving as spouses, I pray that you would um, enliven that fruit in their life. Mm. But more than that, more than that, Father, I pray that you would uh, help them see um, see you more clearly and desire you more um, ardently, more um, faithfully, Lord. And uh, and we just trust you in this process. Um, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I feel like this was uh, a dense conversation, but I hope it was helpful. It all does come back to marriage, but we have to go into these deeper conversations that aren't just like, hey, here's five tips for communication. Sometimes we got to do that. Yeah. So anyway, this episode is in the can. Thank you for joining us once again for the Fierce Marriage Podcast, and we will see you in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. <laughs>